Mr. Goodleman. Is Bill Simmons? I wish. I wish I could only be as, as an amazing of a podcaster as Bill Simmons. You had a, another tough season. Second to last, five and eight, eight victory points. Second to last in power ranking. Do you remember all this? I am being reminded of it by you. So I want to play a, a very quick game with you. I'm going to run through your draft, starting with the first pick. You stop me when it's the first you hear of what you think is a good pick. All right? <laughs> when I think I made a good pick? Yeah. You just stopped me. So round one, play me on Bell. Yeah, round cool. two, Devontae Freeman. Round three, Demarius Thomas. Round four, Kenyon Drake. Fifth pick, Marquise Goodwin. Sixth pick, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is a decent pick. All right, I'll give you that. So it took you six rounds to come up with a somewhat decent pick. Just to just to continue for, for Kiss. Seventh round, Chris Thompson. I'm going to skip the eighth round just for comedic purposes here, but ninth round, Devontae Parker. Tenth round, Vance McDonald. Actually, here you go. Here's your best pick of the draft. Round 11. Do you remember who it is? Jared Cook. That's right. And, I mean, is he your keeper? Way too early to tell. He's probably the only one I would keep. Or also I have... Um, Oh, sorry, James Conner. You did pick James, James Conner. That was a true steal. So you took him before the season started as a free agent. It wasn't even a waiver pickup. You just decided one day, you know what, there's a little bit of risk with Bell not not coming to training camps. That was my but best even, move all season before, before the season started. With him, you finished second to last in most categories in the standings. I would love to see the, the, the what-if scenario of who you'd be starting without him and where you'd fall in the standings. Could have been a, a record losing year. Uh, than a record losing year, probably. What do you think will come first? Your first championship or your first college tuition check for Ethan? Without a doubt, my first championship. My luck has to pan out at some point in the next eight years. <laughs> Although I will say I have less and less time and patience for fantasy. And I keep hearing that over and over again from all you guys. I think fantasy is blind luck. The major impact is my ability to make moves during the year. I didn't adjust my lineup a couple times just because we were early on in, in uh, Ethan's life and I was not getting a lot of sleep and probably tending to my baby versus researching criminals on the Internet. So what is your thought on – because obviously you had Ethan when? When was he born? It was early in the season, like week no, no, the draft? A week after the draft. I did zero preparation for the draft. It showed. And then, <laughs> well, some of us have more free time than others, David. I, I don't know if you're referring to me, but... I would never intimate that the man that knows of every on-demand television show has no free time. That's right, because I'm spending a lot of time watching <laughs> television shows. So, Rich and I were, were having this conversation of basically having your first kid is an experiment of your ability to multitask, raising your child in the first six months, versus being able to, to run through due diligence to perform in fantasy football. So if you know that you can't do both, when you're trying to have your second kid, why don't you plan for the kid to be born six months before the start of the season? You just have to limit your window of when you want to conceive. I think mostly because when you have that child, you realize that fantasy football is less and less important. No, that hurt. That one hurt. I don't know if that's true. Talking to Noah, he claims that this is the most intense and this is the most that he's ever enjoyed fantasy football. And he's two kids in. Did you look back at his fantasy performance when early periods of his children's lives? That'd be interesting. 
So he won in 2012, second place 2013. Then he had a gap until 2017. That's a good hypothesis. When I have some because free time, I will go and, and look at the facts. So tonight we'll do it. My wife doesn't understand why we're having such a serious conversation right now. <laughs> Can she do a guest? Actually, that would be great. You have to explain to her what you're doing. She's immediately going to make fun of you. No, I wasn't judging your conversation. I said I want to be a part of the conversation. I just want to give my input. Michelle, you know, you are now a guest on our fantasy football podcast. I don't want to be <laughs> No, Michelle, I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. So you've known John for a long time now. Yes. And you have witnessed many years of subpar performance in fantasy. You have witnessed his frustration watching football games on Sundays. Where do you think he went? I just want to add that I watched no football games this year. Is that true? The the TV literally has has not been on, except now that we've adjusted life with baby. I don't understand. What are you doing on Sundays? You have to make sure that it survives. That's being a parent for the first six months. You basically wake up when they're up, and you are nonstop. So when Jonathan leaves to go to work, I'm up with Ethan, being with him. And then when so you go to bed, you're so tired that you, like, can't even function. So, like, I think when fantasy football was peaking was when we were, like, just getting finally adjusted to life with Ethan. So just the thought of even putting the TV on was like, yeah, no. Michelle, would it be fair to say that retirement life is not as glorious as you would imagine? <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that. Retirement life will be really fun when we have my retirement party in the city. <laughs> and we have a like, babysitter overnight. I, I want to throw your retirement party. No, you have to. Yeah. Don't be balloons and ribbons and signs. That we're all, <laughs> I'm going to get you a, a gift. You know when people get a, you work for 30 years and you get a gold watch? I will say that it's much easier going to work than it is being home all day, every day. <laughs> I mean, you could always go back to work. Look at all the look at all the males you have now. You have Ethan, you have Miles, Ryan, and Joshua. Is a king king being born tonight? <laughs> <laughs> the prince is arriving, and then who else? Yeah, when you have kids, you're I guarantee you're going to have like quadruple girls. That's not going to happen. It's all mental. Can't wait for you have kids. You, you can't even. You won't even be able to attend the draft. Priorities will always stay straight, and also whatever male or female that pops out of the womb, they're going to start going through fantasy training as soon as they can actually open their eyes. Michelle, do you know John has, has gone 18 years without winning fantasy championship? Oh, my God. And sometimes I forget about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you do fantasy football. He's a silent warrior. Certainly silent. Not so much a warrior. <laughs> well, he's a warrior because he keeps coming back for more. That's more of he likes S&M. That's how I would categorize it. <laughs> what Super Bowl props did you bet? And have Gatorade will be blue what at the end of the game. About? What does that mean? About how many times they're going to make a show, Giselle? Uh, That's a good one. one. That's a really good one. They usually show, it's probably around two and a half. They usually show her twice, at least. Michelle, the coach of the Rams, he's 33 years old. Super Bowl. Oh, coach. my God. He's, I'm older than him. You're retiring. This is his first Super Bowl <laughs> coaching <laughs> appearance. That's Natalia. I'm not, this is a football podcast. <laughs> Edit it out. John, what are your reactions on the Porzingis trade? It's definitely going to work out bad for the Knicks. I was real high on Porzingis. Once you have an injury like that, like, I'm okay with them trading him. 
but I feel like this is going to be classic Knicks. They're going to sign two free agents that are going to be past their primes or like a year before passing their primes, and then they're going to have these huge contracts with these guys that were good for like one year. I don't know Dennis Smith's numbers this year, but he's been good, at least in the beginning of the year. And then two first-round picks, I don't know what years they were in. Some people are hammering the trade, but you're giving a lot of credit to Porzingis when he really hasn't done he hasn't done anything, and he, he's been hurt for a year. So. Yeah, but what I don't what I don't get is don't you get first round picks to get a Porzingis type of player? Isn't that what you hope for to draft a player like Porzingis in the first? And usually you're fifty percent on your first round pick. They have two first round picks. They're hoping one of those two can turn into a Porzingis type of talent. I think that's the biggest problem with the trade. Like, I don't care that they traded him. I just feel like they, they really got jack shit for him. I mean, clearly they were just dumping salary. But they fucked up on the Hardaway signing anyway. That was their own goddamn fault where every single fan and the signing. And nobody said it was good. Everyone knew that this was going to happen. All right, I got to run. I guess just arrived. You have a guest for your podcast? But uh, talk to you. Good chat until preseason next year. Thanks. All right, enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah, you too. Bye.